Cashflow Diary Podcast, Episode 515. Welcome to yet another exciting episode of the Cashflow Diary Podcast, the podcast that teaches you insider tips, tactics, and strategies for creating leverage streams of cash flow into your life. Learn from top performing entrepreneurs, business owners, investors, and thought leaders from across the globe as they share their secrets to success. Like what you learn on this and other Cash Flow Diary podcast episodes? Go to learninvestingnow.com and sign up to receive powerful tips and information that will help you succeed as an entrepreneur and investor. Now, here's your host, investor, entrepreneur, business owner, educator, speaker, author, and master facilitator of Robert Kiyosaki's cash flow game, Jay Massey. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Diary Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Massey, and I'm glad that you are here today because when it comes down to building your cash flow, you're doing this for many, many reasons. And I know oftentimes it gets started because, you know, you just had a bad day at work or maybe you got laid off or maybe you're like, you know what? Why do other people get to finally do the things that they want to do? What about me? There's usually something that prods and, and pokes us until we actually get up off the couch and go out there and make something happen. Well, today's entrepreneur has a very similar story, but what I love about her is exactly what she's doing with it, how she is l allowing her business to be a part of her life, but not to be her life. And most importantly, she's out there helping you and I do the same Thing. I'm, of course, talking about Lisa Phillips, and you may know her from Affordable Real Estate Investments. Many of you, maybe you've attended any of her seminars. Maybe you've been to a website. Maybe you've been out there in the trenches finding out properties and, and making it happen. What I love, though, is that when someone goes out there, they find their unlock. They find that key and that they're willing to share it. She's written a book called Investing in Real Estate Properties for Beginners. That's you, <laughs> okay, in case you were wondering. Uh, and at the end of the day, what it comes down to is that there's so much to learn in order to get one real estate transaction done. So hearing it again one more time from another perspective is only going to make you bigger, better, and badder. So let's get ready to listen. Let's get ready to learn and love Lisa Phillips. Lisa, how are you doing? Great, great. And you have a gift for intros. <laughs> Thank Powerful. you. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Well, you are sharing your gift. And what we want to do is we want to find out more. Now, this being the first time that you are here, what I would love to do is I got to ask you the same question I tend to ask everybody the first time that they're here. Are you ready? Yes, sir. All right. I tend to look at today's entrepreneurs a lot like yesterday's superheroes, you know, like Batman, Robin, Wonder Woman, etc. I tend to think that entrepreneurs and superheroes have a ton of things in common. For example, as an entrepreneur, occasionally I can envision myself flying around town, using our products and services and saving customers one sale at a time. And yes, I probably am wearing a cape or some tights at that moment. Now, also like a superhero, an entrepreneur has a beginning. For example, if you think about Spider-Man, there was a time where he's just a kid going to school, doing his thing, and then suddenly realizes after being bit by a spider that he's got superhuman abilities and now he's presented with a choice. Am I going to use this for good or for evil? So my question to you is as follows. Before your book, 
before your website, before getting involved in real estate, before your deals, before even these big moves you're making today, and all the people that you've helped, what we want to know is, who is Lisa Phillips? Lisa Phillips uh, was born in slightly impoverished situation, mm. uh, but has a strength of conviction that the world can be a better place. And everything around that, every hardship, every challenge comes from that premise that humans do have this spark and ability to achieve what they would like. Um, and, and that's it. And we can change the world and I will be a part of that change. Mm. That's Lisa Phillips. I like that, uh, especially when you, how you started with strength and conviction. Now, I know personally from my own experience that strength and conviction is usually built through adversity. So I want to hear, like, how, how did you wait? Did you just wake up one day and go, you know what? I'm going to do real estate. What? But <laughs> I, I'm guessing that that's not the case. So take us on the journey. No, I mean, this is a learning lesson. So you might hear me say, okay, learning lesson number one, learning lesson number two, <laughs> learning. Le- I mean, it goes on, right? Right. Uh, so we all, like so many of us out there, having a home is a basic security. It's, it's, it, everyone understands the need for it. Everyone wants it. If you have a small shack, you want a house. You have a house, you want a mansion. Like we all have a need for it. Some take it to the uh, extra degree. The creative process of making a house that's bare walls and making it a home, be it do you put baskets on the mantles or pictures up on the wall, There is some, and, and painting it a, that right, that perfect color, there's something about the creation and that craft and the creativity that goes into that and makes it livable and functional that some of us have even stronger than others. So I've always had that. Like a house is a living thing. It's a relationship. And it's, you know, it's going to fulfill some of my needs. I'm going to fulfill some of its needs. And there's a lot of us out there where a house isn't just a house. It's an expression. It's a domicile. It's love. It's warmth. It's it's safety. And, uh, or functionality if you're a really organized person. So I've always had that in my my gut and uh, as a part of who I am. Now, how I got here mm. was because sometimes that love can have blinders on, right? That love for owning a house can make you not see some red flags in a way or or makes you gloss over some items that shouldn't be glossed over. And all of this really started where I was in love with that idea. And when I was finally able, and I was living in Vegas, I was born and raised there. I just got out of college at UNLV, um, got my first job. And from 2000 to 2006, living in the city, I saw this huge increase in housing prices. And in my mind, I was like, this is just going to keep going to the moon. Right. That was in 2006. <laughs> you, you, whoa, whoa. It, it, you're, you're saying it doesn't? All <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right. Lesson Yo. number one. Right, 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 right. Got it. Got it. Right. So I purchased at the top of the market because at that time, I did not know what I know now. Right. At that time, I didn't realize it was overinflated, that the whole housing market across the U.S. was overinflated. I didn't know how to read those metrics, know what those metrics are. And I thought people who did know it and could call that stuff were like geniuses or wizards. Like, how do you get that info? (laughs) So I didn't have any of this. I just had the love. And sometimes love's not enough, right? You got to have your finances. And so I didn't have my finances straight. And I thought it was perfectly sane that a whole entire, I get two paychecks a month, an entire paycheck went to paying the mortgage. It was overpriced. And to my mind, I was like, that was okay. I can just sell it later. 
And what happened was that it sold, but in a foreclosure. Mm -hmm. So I'll tell you a little bit of how we got there. So I was there for about a good year before I got laid off. And the only job I could get that was uh, matching the price, uh, what my current salary was, was in Ohio. So I flew out to Ohio. And I had to pay, I, I got a renter, but that's lesson number two is, you know, you need to make sure whatever you buy or purchase a house, even if it's your primary, um, that the rents of the neighborhood cover the mortgage in case you have to leave. I know that doesn't sound like a big deal, but it can save you a lot of pain if you ever have to leave unexpectedly. And it's just something that's an indicator of a housing market that is overinflated. I remember I was in Ohio in my second job and I was paying 900 a month for the Vegas property because mm. the idea of a foreclosure wasn't in my head. I was like, I got to keep it going until I can get back. And that's so much money. And that was just to keep it for what market rent was and me having it rented out and paying the note. Right. And so mm -hmm. I learned the hard way about an overinflated housing market. And so that was lesson number two, which I've carried <laughs> with me to this day. Uh, and from that, mm -hmm. so I'm I'm in Ohio mm -hmm. and I have the second job in Ohio. I'm not really, I'm from Las Vegas. So you can imagine Dayton, Ohio, wasn't really <laughs> Culture diving. shock? A little yeah, bit different? Yeah, it wasn't really. <laughs> a little different? Like, goodness, I got to get out of here. What do you but, mean stuff closes at 8 p.m.? I don't understand. I got to go to church. I don't go to church. <laughs> Y'all have churches? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just a different <laughs> dynamic than culturally, like what the normal person does out there than where I come from in Las Vegas. And so I didn't really like it. And I, I, I found a town an hour uh, west, uh, hour east called Columbus, Ohio. And I was like, well, this is way better than Dayton. I had bought a condo out there and I was in my head. It was $35,000. I was like, oh, well, this is a great. It was in a great neighborhood, mm -hmm. right? Because Ohio mm -hmm. is the place where I found out that you can have a house that's like $30,000 be in a good neighborhood. Like before <laughs> on the West Coast, that is not a reality. You're right? like, is that just the um, roof or what? Yeah, I understand. Well, yeah. Well, you have houses that are 30K. I don't know if I want to live there, right? Over here, like that's legitimate. <laughs> like your teacher lives next door. And they make a good salary and they make a good living and they and they have a house so they can raise their kids. And I had purchased a condo out there. And then like two weeks after I purchased it for thirty five thousand mm -hmm. dollars, I got laid off again. So not wow. only did I have the nine hundred dollars paying, but then I had this three fifty, but the a three hundred and fifty dollar mortgage for my condo. Hold and on, so this was point, after moving. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, you know, the Vegas house was like, what am I gonna do? Right. And mm -hmm. you know, unless I let it go. Um, the housing market had went from, I think it was worth 60% less than what I purchased it for. So I was in really in just a holding pattern. And then I got laid off again um, and, while I was in Ohio. And I had just purchased this really cheap condo that I was going to like live in. So at that point, I had to let the Las Vegas house go and foreclose. Mm -hmm. And I moved into the Columbus one. And it was a very interesting place to be. Like on one hand, you don't want to foreclose. But on the other hand... It really made me open my eyes that, you know, these modest price houses can save your life in the middle of a recession. You can't get a job because that $350 mortgage was covered by like my unemployment check. And I was like, wow, you know, this is sort of, wow, and I'm in a good neighborhood. <laughs> and it just really, it saved me at a time I needed saving, right? Yeah. Um, and it just really struck me like these lower price houses are something you can actually afford whether through the bad times. It's keeping a roof over my head comfortably. And I know I was just I, not uppity or something about my housing, but I just had this mind, you know, I wanted the best, but I really sort of humbled myself and go, well, you know, it's okay to 
like maybe think outside the box when it comes to housing and maybe get something that's more affordable, but doesn't look like your dream neighborhood, but has other potential and growth through you, depending on, you know, a job for work and you could be in the middle of a great recession. Right. And so that started it. And then when I went out to DC, I was like, okay, I rented it out my condo. And I was like, let me get another house. Are there other houses that are $30,000? Cause in my young head, it was like nine years ago. I was like, Oh, okay. If I make 70,000 a year, I save half my money and then I can do it. And then when you're single, you can save half your income. Right. It's whoa, not whoa, whoa. Hold on. Hold on. You can't. Say that, that. Say that again, because there's more people who need to hear that. Cause right now you, I heard somebody either pull off to the side of the road, get in a car accident. They're like, what? No, she did not say that. Say that again. They need to hear it. I did, because when you're single, you can choose what level of savings. You can choose, do you get a roommate? Do you room in a house with three other people to save a ton of money? Do you live in the outskirts? It's just you. Whereas when now that I have a husband and a daughter, well, if I, when we first got together, I was still in my frugal mode because I had just gone through all this foreclosures. I was unemployed. I couldn't get a job. I just came from this, you know, relatively humble existence to working again. And I was still in frugal mode and my husband was not. He was like, you don't want to pay money for anything. You are trying to do all, you know, all this stuff, trying to save money. Right. And so when you have a partner, all of a sudden your dream of frugality is not theirs. And I think that it's a lot more complex trying to do something so aggressive. But when you're it's just you, you can make that choice on your own without having to consult someone you care about. who may have completely opposite viewpoints. Indeed, 100 percent. Now, there's so many things here, uh, although I do like the fact that you you <laughs> you said that you didn't know how to read the metrics and you, you figured they had to be wizards. And I'm thinking, well, I don't know if Hogwarts teaches that type of stuff, but I, I hear you. But one of the things that I, I think that I want to dig into for just a small moment and I, I think r- requires other people to hear it multiple times is that you were experiencing a pattern where and meaning you 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 saw the market go up in your mind you're thinking ah this is going to be great and keeps going no problem I'll sell later what's the big deal but then you get laid off not once but twice yeah and then you have to make some decisions because there's many people listening have been laid off before and many people listening have been in foreclosure, but you've made you made a decision. You were saying, you know what? I have to let that house go. But you also made a different decision other than let me just go back and get another job. To me, that suggests courage. And I need to know where that comes from. <laughs> Every uh, courage comes from being true to who you are. Courage comes, comes from acknowledging your soul and not letting anyone else's thoughts, behaviors, past behaviors, or what they think you should be doing or what they told you is the right route. Um, And listening to your soul first is where courage comes from. Because at the end of the day, uh, everything I've done, everyone else is like, I don't know if this $30,000 thing is going to work, Lisa, or you know what I mean? Or I don't know if you should go, you know, like everything I've done, there have been other people outside of myself who suggested otherwise, or maybe this won't work, or maybe you're being too risky. But I have always been someone who listened to like my own internal intuition and guidance. And so, but 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You you got to understand, other people hear that same voice, but they don't do anything with it. I've heard people say, "I heard the back of my voice said this," but I just ignored. <laughs> I heard people say that. 
Yeah. Have you heard people say that? Yes, the but you developed the courage to do something do with it. But you did something. <laughs> That's the thing. That's the magic. That's what everyone listening right now goes, but but Lisa, you got lucky. You don't no, understand. No, no. I can't do that. Yeah, go, go. I, I, my, my spirit, that's that back of the head thing. Mm -hmm. I have experience listening to it. So by the time I was 27, stuck in this position off in Ohio by my own, by that point, I had been listening to that internal guidance. uh, And, and I noticed another pattern that when I didn't listen to it, even when it was easier, you know, even when the route seemed easier to not listen and go along with the flow, I've always regretted it. So I will say it wasn't necessarily that they don't have courage, maybe not practice really honoring that voice in the back of the head, which is their soul telling them, I think this is the best move for you to make. And so I was just practiced at it. You know, I always, and that's not always easy because sometimes being your true self isn't always that pleasant to other people when people are telling you to do, to <laughs> did go you say left, sometimes you, right. you said right. sometimes okay. I, I just wanted to ease into the conversation <laughs> when, when everyone wants to go right and your soul tells you to go left that's not easy when you're in a church and you see something happening or you're in a school or you're in an environment where you see something happening or a hospital and everyone is going right and, and you know well I don't think this is right it's not always easy being that person to listen to your internal system I'm not saying it's easy right but the more practice you get, the easier it gets. And I have found the more I listen to it, the more I came out on top. Okay. So I will say I was practiced by 27 by recognizing not listening to that. Does I like I'm happier when I do, even if it's uncomfortable at first or if it pushes me into another spot. So I will well, say I was practiced listening to it. And and that's and that's what I want to hit on right there. A lot of people they they get to that point. They know they should, they feel like it, but it's uncomfortable. And they don't know what's on the other side of that thing. And it's like a whole bunch of unknowns and they can't, they can't, there's no guarantees. There's no quote unquote surety. There's no safety. There's no, there's just nothing but scary stuff. Hello there, entrepreneur. This is Jay Massey. And what I want to say to you is that the number one mistake that I have ever made in business, number one, has been waiting too long to do the books, waiting too long to get the bookkeepers, the accountants, the CPAs, the CFOs involved. And I don't want you to make that same mistake. That mistake cost me over six figures. And now for a significant discount, you have the ability to get your books together using FreshBooks. So what I want you to do is I want you to go over to gofreshbooks.com forward slash cashflow diary. Again, that's gofreshbooks.com forward slash cashflow diary. FreshBooks is the easy to use software designed to help you, the small business owner, the freelancer, get organized and save time on invoicing, getting paid faster, keeping those books in order so that it becomes a bonus for you to do your taxes as opposed to a burden. Go over to gofreshbooks.com forward slash cashflow diary and get started today. And now let's get back to the rest of the story. Can I say something on top of that? Because that is such a, a wonderful point. That is why we don't necessarily take the leap. I will say in addition to that, um, there's two other things that will help everyone to start incorporating now if, if they could. Optimism. Okay. And something that takes a little bit more time, confidence in themselves to be able to figure something out or ask for help. 
And I don't, I think the optimism can be slightly easier depending on most people's personalities. The confidence part to go, I can figure something out or I can ask for help or I can get help. That, that is, that can take a beating as you grow and you mature and you realize things aren't what they are. I, I can't acknowledge that it's not always as easy for people to be confident that on that other end, even if they listen to themselves, that it will be all right. Um, I guess they're just going to have to continue to listen to stories like mine and other people who've been, you know, to some levels of the bottom and got out on the other side. You know, those motivational videos on YouTube's I mean, they really do put some things in perspective. I mean, they really <laughs> do. No, no, you I'm with you. Of inspiration or optimism or confidence that you can weather through some of the worst things that people have weathered through. And so if, if you make that a part of your consciousness, that will help. Okay. You, you are those times. So, th- so then we, so here's where we are then. But let's pretend that we can get to that point. We, we, we're, we're with you, Lisa, but here's this other remarkable thing that you did. And I don't know if you thought about it. There's been a lot of individuals who have had, I don't know, they, they go to a restaurant, they had a bad meal, they never go to that restaurant again. They, they had a relationship, it didn't go well, they're like, you know what, I am done with people. Yeah. You went through a, a situation in real estate that was yeah. not positive, we'll say, right. but all. then you said... After being laid off, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go make real estate work. So help me understand that. Oh, that makes me laugh. Um, You know, I think it's easier when you see your lessons learned, if you can take the moment. And, you know, it's by myself enough where, like, I could take the moment and think and reflect. And in that reflection, I saw the learning lessons. I was like, last time, this was way overpriced. It was like one whole paycheck. This time it's like less than any, like I could mystery shop, which I literally did. I was like mystery shop. You too. I did to like make, you know, I get a free lunch and I get like a free dinner and I get reimbursed. Oh my God. You are the first person (laughs) that I have interviewed who said anything. I mean, my wife and I, we love, oh man, we would crush it. Meal, meal, movies, oil changes. Oh, the movie. Yeah. So all day long. Definitely a jiffy lube. That's- so it was <laughs> I was so it was lessons learned. And that is Ooh, why oh. I went and did it again. Because the love of a house and the creation yeah, 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 process yeah. is still with you, right? That's true. And I was like, so lessons learned, get something you can easily afford, right? Even if you got laid off for six months, you could afford it with your savings or with what you're normally doing or with part-time jobs. So that was one of my learning lessons. Um two yeah, I think that was it. I just learned about the economics so much more fundamentally. It made it comfortable. So I finally, before I left, got a roommate and she paid $600 and $650 a month. Well, because of the that decision, it was so low economically. I knew that that covered, you know, the mortgage and it covered my utilities, like my, my phone and my cable. So I was, you know, towards the end, it was sort of, it was really comfortable. So I went into it again because I felt I learned the lessons the first time. If I had not learned those lessons, would I buy again? Maybe not, but it was just really clear that I just had such a shaky economic base and that I really had to get clear and figure out, all right, next time I'm going to do it this way, next time this way, next time that way. That's what made it comfortable, that reflection and well, learning. Learning, and, you had to learn. And what I like about that, it's it's when we go out there and we make a, a an, an outcome that wasn't what we originally intended – what happens is that we've just gathered a whole bunch of information and oftentimes oh, we can throw that away, try something completely new. And I'm like, you just paid full price for the lesson. 
you might as well go make it profitable now with a discount. And that's what you that's what you do now you, is you offer these lessons at a discount, which I think is amazing. And yes. you go out there and, and you help people to make fewer and fewer and fewer mistakes, which is great. And it's a lot of work um, nonetheless. But I've got to ask you because I get the question, you know, why do it, Lisa? Why do I help people? Oh, yeah. you should have seen that one. Oh, that's such a funny question because I actually have a pretty small portfolio. I had four properties. Now I'm down to three because I sold one. Um, so I never had like a huge portfolio, right? Mm -hmm. And I know before I started going to YouTube and telling people, I was like, man, I got to tell people about this. They are missing out. I know people are telling this, but you just need to do this, 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 and this, and it works. And my husband, different different person than I, I we, we're not the same. We grow because we're so different. But yeah, he was like, don't you need 20 houses before you go out and tell people about it? Because in his mind, where he comes from, with modesty being such a big deal, like you would never dare put yourself in front of someone as an expert mm -hmm. uh, if you didn't have that bona fides. And he comes from a different culture. So that's him. But why and 20? I, where did that number come from? Like, that's just... Oh, I don't that it's seems so arbitrary. Number. I don't know. <laughs> REI is like 20 houses. It's like you made it. It just, or units is like you made it. It just is. It's like that number, uh, a golden number that people can see. And I remember when he said that and I was like, I thought about it for like three seconds. I went, nah, I got to get this out there. And so I'm just going to say like why I did it is because I was just like, this is a missing opportunity. There's people like me who came from these type of neighborhoods, working class, lower income, minority neighborhoods. There are people who look just like me and know they can go back here, find a house that's affordable in their price range. You know, people pay more for their Jeeps than, you know, I for a property that made me money every single month. Shh, you're telling secrets now. Right, right. Well, I just got a CRV, a Honda CRV, and I think it, the mortgage was four oh five. Like my my car notes four oh five, mm -hmm. and um, like the house in Columbus that makes me seven hundred and fifty dollars in income every month is three fifty, and I think it dropped to two sixty. <laughs> right, so so there's something that's a little skewed. Like this works, right? And so I, I just had to tell people, I because I was like, because of the way we do it, because they're so low price you can pay these properties off. Like I've been doing this for about eight years and you know, two of the properties are fully paid off. Right. Mm -hmm. So that means I get the full $900 a month check. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't take you too many before you get to financial freedom. Now it's not replacing my salary. Right. Mm -hmm. But I was laid off the third time. I'm just not the best employee. Okay. I'm a great business owner. I was laid off the third time when I was at like 2000 a month in cash flow, And, um, I remember 2000 wasn't replacing my salary because at the time I was an IT professional. So in the six figure category at that time, but it was enough where it happened. I didn't have to go out and get another job. I could go, you know what? I really like the online thing. I'm helping people. I see really change. I spread a culture of responsibility. Like it's amazing what I've been able to inspire people to do in a way that they haven't felt the ability to do. And I was able to go full on into that and it was because of like, a, you know, 1900 to 2000 in cash flow that I had built up over a few years. Um, and so it was just such a big thing for so little money, but I owned it and it was steady and it was consistent. You know what I mean? So I like to tell people it doesn't take much to get you to a place where you can then go on and maybe there's a nonprofit you always wanted to start. And this gives you that breathing room for a year to do it and know you're not having the same salary as if you're in your white collar job or working full time, but you can work part time, do what you actually love 
and see if what you actually love is the thing you should have been doing the whole time. Like, this is what I should have been doing the whole time. All those layoffs, it was like, mm-hmm. Lisa, stop. You don't take directions well. You're your own boss. <laughs> you, I'm really good at getting the job, though. I'm super charming, right? right. But, like, you can keep it. Like, you know. So, like, some of us are just not made for that. We're natural leaders, and you get hired for that. But, like, if you're not in a leadership position, it's just harder. If you're working for someone else versus building your own, mm-hmm. that passion and spark is gone, which is a part of you that makes things great. And so, you know, it doesn't take more than two to three to four houses sometimes to get to 2000, 3000 a month in income that you can sub- survive off of and in like cash flow, not just income, but like cash flow mm-hmm. that you can survive off to do what you're really here to do. And all I do is give people like all this is, I'm not trying to get you to 20. I want you to get to like three to five to have enough room and then we always have a conversation and then what and can i tell you what some of the people when we get to the then what what they say yeah I love sure this. i had one guy who was like i want to go to convicts and who are convicted felons and teach them how to be entrepreneurs because i've done really well in my truck business and i think that's a way to integrate back in society so they don't have to go back to jail i had another couple and they were like, we want to give back to our communities. We want to go back. The husband wants to show the kids on the street that there's more than just basketball and spend time with the youth. And the girl wanted to do the same. I had another couple. Or I had another, like, I had a couple of nurses and doctors. They were like, I go around on missions. I want to go over to Rwanda. I want to go over to back to my country of Jamaica and open free clinics six months out of the year. So when you start getting to that breathing room of what's two or 3000 a month in cash flow, you know, like it's amazing what that little bit can do for you to start giving back in a way that really benefits humanity. And then you start realizing if everyone had this opportunity and got to this point, or if even like 10% more people in this world did this, this world would be an amazing place because the person who was maybe depressed had my client who was, who they like to go and sing praise and worship and gospel. He might walk into one of their praise houses now that they're touring around the U S and, and be inspired and lifted up. Whereas he might've done something crazy without that person being at the right place in the right time, specifically there just to raise his spirits. And so you you really start getting into that bigger function that we could take care of ourselves, but you just need the breathing room to step out into your mission and purpose. And that is a conversation I like to have just as much as how much money you're going to be made. Because it's, it's not all about money with me and the people I attract are sort of on that same page. It's about getting to a stability so we can do more than what we're doing than working for someone else. Yep. 100%. Now, there's one thing that you said, though. You said, if everyone had the opportunity, I tend to think that everyone does have the opportunity, but it takes individuals like yourself to make that opportunity more probable. It's always been possible. Yeah. It's just yeah. now more probable because they can look to and Lisa and go, you know what? She did it. I need to do you it. You just need to see it sometimes. Yeah, and I I think that's really what what it's out there doing. Now, uh, I also believe that a number of individuals who have been listening this entire time have fallen in love with you and would love to find out how they can track you down, find out more about what you got going on online. What's going to be the best way to for them to find you? You can reach me at my website, affordablerealestateinvestments.com. It's very straightforward. It's just the words put together. I'm not like anybody into catchy tunes and, and th- sayings. So it's like just my engineer comes out. It's affordablerealestateinvestments.com. And uh, you can also reach me on my YouTube page where every week now I have about six years of experience helping people all over the country invest. And so now I'm starting to do videos that are um, updated about well, what's going on now. What are the changes? What do you do now in a different way that you didn't do five years ago when I started doing this? So you can catch me on my YouTube channel at Affordable 
real estate investment, I mean, youtube.com slash user slash affordable REI, or you can put Lisa Phillips real estate and I should pop right up and um, you can see me there. And if you do go to my website, you can get a free paperback copy of my three-time best-selling book, uh, which is currently on three bestsellers list. I'm very happy to say right next to Sheryl Sandberg's face is my smiling face, <laughs> investing in rental properties for beginners. And uh, that is, uh, you can get a free paperback copy of the book at my website by paying a small shipping and handling fee if you'd like to partake. So Excellent. Now, as we wind down, I've got a final question for you because I'm kind of curious about your answer. Uh, I know that, you know, individuals listening, they come to what I like to call the precipice of decision. They've listened this far and they go, you know what? That's it. Today's the day. They're drawing that line in the sand. I'm going to go make this thing happen. Whether that means they're going from their job to, to, to getting into business or they're going, you know what? That's right. I, I can go from five to six, six to seven figures. It's all good. It, it's a way to make it happen. But you know, like I know, Lisa, that when we reach these precipices of decision, we often mm -hmm. have a companion. And that companion comes in the form of a voice. And it's a voice that reminds us of how it didn't work last time. And you're going to do what? I mean, didn't you oh. have a foreclosure? And oh, oh my God, no oh. way. No, no one's like going to listen. Voice. And for some people, they're related to that voice. So my question to you is as follows. Let's pretend that this time is going to be different. This time, they're actually going to do what you say, and they're going to do so in the next 24 to 48 hours. What would you suggest that they do? Interesting. Okay. <laughs> uh, first, I will tell them to get go off quietly by themselves and get really clear about what it is they want. Cause you need to keep that vision in your head every day. When you wake up, every time something happens, you got to be real clear on what you're doing, it, what you're doing and why you're doing it. And the next step is to try to bolster that strength and that vision pep yourself up, talk to yourself about that vision Make it in your head because I just talk in my head, so I'll give you the advice I do for talk to yourself in your head about what that vision can do and how good it's going to be, mm. right? And get do it until you're convinced. Cause I don't want you telling other people until you're convinced. Mm. And 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 even then telling other people, like uh, unless it's need to know, like keep quiet on it. I I don't sometimes people are strong. If you like if you're very confident in who you are, like then it, you can tell anyone and it doesn't matter if they say something wrong. You're like, what did you just say? Like, you, but that's not everyone, right? Not everyone's mm -hmm. like a fighter. They take it to heart and it really hurts. And so in that case, after you pep yourself up, after you understand fully why you're doing it and what all the benefits are and how it's going to help you, your family and everyone, you know, and how you're going to, and then to start like, and then I know this is a risk and this isn't a risk and this is the risk. This is how I might handle this risk. And I'll research how to handle this risk. I'll research how to handle this. Oh, they fell in 90, 90% oh, of businesses fell the first year. How do I not fail? I'll research how to handle that risk, right? <laughs> so you're, you know, in your head, you'll research and do the research so you can talk to people how to minimize those risks. Then once you're pumped up and you know your talking points, if anyone asks you and for yourself, that is when you choose, okay, what path am I going to take to get there? And how am I going to do it with my constraints? So I think the big part is just being so clear on what that vision is 
because it might be big, it might be extreme. You got to be so clear because that's what's going to get you up because you know what you're working for is so much better on the other side. Like it's so much better once I do this. Mm. Secondly, that research just makes it so you're going into it knowing that this could happen in this, but you sort of researched and did your own internal guidance and came up with different ways of how you're going to mitigate that. And sometimes in coming up with those different ways, you might look back and be able to help a lot of other people follow your same path. So it is a thought process that it has value, especially if it can be a learning moment for someone else. And then the, the third part is start acting on it through the path that you're going to do. I wanted financial freedom. I first chose real estate investment and then passive income. And then I, you know, there's different, you know, I, I made a book. There's different ways I can do to bolster the same goal. But I do have those moments where I just think about, oh, wouldn't it be nice if I'm making 20000 and I'm in Thailand? Oh, my God. And I don't have to stress. And I can keep, I can help people for free. My courses will be free. You know? like, <laughs> I love it. Right? I, I love it. more people. You know what I mean? So yes. I think if you do that, that is an energy you create and that you're putting in yourself and that energy stays with you. And so have your daydream sessions and make them fun. I guess I've always had fun daydreams because I go for it. Like one of my vision board things is like private jet. I'm like, I don't, I'm just not going to go modest, like go big. I don't know. It just really helps for you to get fun and then those thoughts and that memory of those thoughts can like really get you through a lot of the challenges that might come up as you go into this new endeavor. Nice. And get, and get a coach. I don't know. I'm really big into business coaches. So yeah. if you can like talk to someone either informally or pay them, whatever it takes, mm -hmm. if they've been really successful to teach you how to do it. I am. I always have two to three coaches. Like right now I have two to three coaches. They're spiritual coaches. They're business coaches. They're yep. real estate investing. I, I, you will not see me without it. Right. Man, it's just, I saw the biggest jump in success in all of my businesses with them. So I will, that's something people overlook. They want to do it themselves. So that just depends on you. I'm too impatient of a person, but I know it's been <laughs> integral into yeah. tripling, um, yeah. like my success way faster than if I would have done it on my own. So don't overlook at invest in someone who can help you. It's a hundred percent worth it. If you find, and not everyone I've invested in has been good. You know, I had some bad apples, but I found I, I got some other value from them, not directly what it was. So it doesn't, it's not like necessarily all an A, but if 90% is, that's 90% of your life that you, 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 you jumped into the fast lane and got a little bit closer to your goals. Love it. 100%. I mean, the, the, it, it's very important. First of all, the, the thing that you said about being clear and knowing what and why you want it is by mm -hmm. far 90% of the battle for, for a lot of individuals. So I definitely appreciate that. I appreciate the, the energy with which you share the, the mission, the passion, the vision. And real estate is just the tool. I can hear it in your voice. It's the tool to help you get to where you want to go. And I, and I hope everyone else heard that as well. But let me be the first to, to, to thank you for taking the time to share your knowledge, your wisdom, as well as your insight here with us today at the Cashflow Diary. Thank you. I had an amazing time. And I love how your questions go so much deeper than just money. It's more about those bigger questions or like knowing yourself. So you have a true gift. You have it. You like your podcast speaking voice is great. Your questions are great. Like you have a true gift. So I am honored that you had me on your show today. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. It's time for you to move at the speed of instruction. What does that mean? That means that today you need to get over to affordablerealestateinvestments.com or you need to go get the book or you need to go to the YouTube or 
You're going to do all of those things. Why? Because it's time for your action to get started. You have waited long enough. Today is the day. Someday is not on the calendar. It is right now o'clock. Get it done because you know you just heard something that got you excited. And more importantly, you know that it's possible and probable for you. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been fun talking to you today. I look forward to talking to you soon. Until next time. 